and welcome to episode 18, all about the breaking of the fellowship. Book 2, chapter 10 of Fellowship of the Ring, being the 18th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clyde. That's too complicated for you. Just call me MC. And today I'm joined by my wonderful friend Bethany for the last chapter of Fellowship of the Ring. Also so sad. I know, but I'm I'm very excited that this milestone is here. The actual like details of the milestone, I'm like, this was a letdown. It's not exactly what you expected. Yeah. Yeah, so that's fine. Of all the the good times you've had over the last 400 pages i'm just glad we're at the end things are happening let's jump let's into it in. <laughs> all the drama i know all right so book two chapter 10 the breaking of the fellowship so the spoiler is in the title mm-hmm. And you don't know that they break up the way that they break up until, like, the last page. Yeah. So way to go, Tolkien. So there's a lot, like, you say, yes, it is a spoiler. You're like, well, this is the end. We're all breaking up. But I feel like there's a lot of ways that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... What are you running How the... many are there? Are there <laughs> currently, there's eight of there them. There are eight of them. There are eight Soon people. to be nine again, to... I'm assuming. We'll get there. I don't know when. <laughs> Um, but there's eight of them. They could all. It could have been eight different ways. Could have happened. Yeah. There's a lot of different possibilities. I'm sure there are like mathematicians out there. They're like, actually, the probability of <laughs> them breaking off the way that they did wasn't actually that high. So. Oh, also, if the audio once again sounds weird, I do have the mic facing the correct direction. However, <laughs> Bethany and I are just hanging out on my couch drinking. with the microphone in between us. Yes, drinking because I, I think it's what. I don't know, the hobbits would do. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're pouring one out for Frodo and Sam over here. <laughs> so, okay, because I think The Breaking of the Fellowship would be, is a bad title, mm-hmm. what's another title you would title this chapter? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I mean, not to jump too far ahead, it's very dramatic. Like, I feel like the pivotal moment in the chapter is with Boromir. Mm-hmm. So, something sneaky about someone trying to take the ring. Boromir ruins it all. Boromir ruins everything. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> I was like, way to go, Boromir. <laughs> so. You should, you should rename the chapters. That's what you can do for your next episode. You can make hashtags for every chapter of the Fellowship. Oh, uh, yeah, and you know what? <laughs> that would also be a more interesting way to name the episode titles of this podcast. Because it's getting to oh, a point where it's like, like when I cover two chapters, the title gets very long. It's like, yeah. And then once I start two towers, I think I'm going to have to go back and change all the episode titles so that it says Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, book one because i think the next one like book three i i mean i could but i feel like that could get confusing because yeah. some people might think oh she's on return, return of the king, king already yeah. oh, true, even though true. it's you know whatever but yeah maybe i'll just make up chapter titles and that's what i'll call the episodes from now on yeah <laughs> so this episode that. is called boromir ruins it all ruins everything. <laughs> way to go boromir <laughs> So, jumping in. Chapter 10. Oh, also, I forgot. So, I figured nothing dramatic would happen in this chapter, and I was pretty correct. (laughs) However, just in case something totally took me by surprise, I was kind of half expecting for Boromir to die in this chapter, and just really throw me off. Oh, so listeners, uh, I mentioned previously, or maybe I don't know, but like, I know, so I know that Boromir dies, and I 
was texting Bethany about this and she was like, I'm so sorry you learned that. Like, that's a very big thing for you to learn and I'm so sorry that happened to you. But so, you don't know when it happened. I don't know when, yeah. So I thought it, it was, could be like the very end. Maybe he's the hero of the whole story. I, mm. I hope not. Because <laughs> I do not like Boromir at every, all. Every time you tweet something about like, Boromir's just the oh. worst. Like, I uh. have, I, so today I'm, as we're recording this, I'm really struggling to come up with a meme for to post on the Instagram for the previous chapter. And so to try and inspire myself, I watched a, I watched a couple of Vine compilations. And, I, and then I was like, wait, I just want to make a, the Fellowship as Vines video. Oh, that, yeah. But the majority of them I was watching are about Boromir. <laughs> <laughs> So like, he fits that medium, yeah. Vine, yeah. Vine. Boromir, Boromir just is vine. a vine. <laughs> Aragorn is Google Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no. I feel like Aragorn would be no. I feel like Gandalf would be LinkedIn. Gandalf, yes. Um, he brings everyone together. Who'd be Twitter? I know. To me, Ma- um, Pippin would be TikTok. <laughs> I forgot about TikTok. Um, Same would be Facebook. It's like the the. Dad kind of. Yeah, standard, kind of boring. Kind of boring, yeah. yeah. I think currently Legolas is one of my favorites, so I'll give him Twitter. And then I don't know about the rest of them. I know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Legolas could be Pinterest. Like, you need some good, like, hair. He could pin some. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, pin, but have a lot. He would totally have a Pinterest board that's, like, fall aesthetic. Yes, right? And that no other seasons. And then he would also be pinning, um, Lamba spread recipes and Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Meal prep for Lamba spread. Yeah. (laughs) Meal prepping, yeah. I mean, I think the important thing is that, I don't know, like, I don't know who would be Snapchat, because I enjoy Snapchat immensely, and a lot of people hate Snapchat. It could be Mary. There we go. Mary would do some good snaps. Mary is Snapchat. Like, there we go. Everybody's a hot mess. It's just kind of like Snapchatting know, it, all. it all. I yeah. would love to see a like a version of Lord of the Rings as filmed on Snapchat. Like somewhat <laughs> like as if like someone in the fellowship is Snapchatting like, the adventure. Yeah, Spider Man. Doesn't he do that where he's making his oh, own little, yeah, like, yeah, one of them, thing? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, no. What was it? In, um, what was the most recent one? Was it Far From Home? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Far From Home. But yeah, one of them was like doing a vlog or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they were just vlogging the whole he's stuff. Like, okay, I gotta go fight now. And the camera just kind of like drops to the ground. <laughs> oh, wait. No, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that one. That Homecoming. Oh, the, homecoming. The homecoming. I know yes. what you're talking yeah, about yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Chapter 10, The Breaking of the Fellowship. This is also a very short chapter. It is. Like 13 pa- Oh, I remember what I was saying before. Yeah, so I thought something really dramatic was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I turned the voice memos up on and recorded myself while I was reading it. Oh. So every now and then I'll interject whatever I was saying at the time of me reading it. Oh, that's cool. Um, nice. Mostly it was just me going, Boromir! <laughs> Why? <laughs> I think I called Frodo a dumb slut at one point. <laughs> Why you gotta do my guy like that? <laughs> I think I was thinking of um when I know it's a reaction meme or whatever from the office and <laughs> you ignorant slut. That's it. <laughs> Anywho. Chapter two breaking up. So 
Um, it starts off with a very picturesque description of of the scenery. Mm-hmm. And right before Aragorn's like, hey, we're going to camp here. I was like, wow, what a great spot. They should stay there the night. It's just talking about um, a green lawn behind it. Behind it rose the first gentle slopes of the hill clad with trees and trees marched away westward along the curving shores of the lake. A little spring fell tumbling down and fed the grass. So it sounds very beautiful and also kind of like a weird, I mean, it's a good way to start off the chapter because it's like kind of like a juxtaposition of like, of like, this is the end of this part of kind of an ominous tale. Mm -hmm. The end of this chapter and book is kind of uncertain and then the very beginning is very, like, beautiful and picturesque. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So they decide to stay there the night. And Aragorn keeps waking up. And finally he gives up and goes over to Frodo, who is um, on watch. And Aragorn uh, says, Frodo's like, oh, what are you doing up? And Aragorn says, a shadow and a threat has been growing in my sleep. And I'm just, just like, well, that so much for that nice little picturesque right. moment. We that's took over, a hard left turn. That's over that. now. <laughs> um, no going back. Yep. He said, Frodo says, "Oh, are there enemies close by?" And Aragorn says, "Yes, take out like st- take out Sting, and it shall reveal whatever." And then they take it out, or Frodo takes out his little yeah his elf sword. blade mm-hmm. is what it's called, and says, to, uh, "says to his dismay, the edges gleam dimly in the night." Orcs, he said. So at this point, I'm very confused because I don't Do remember. Do you not know about Sting? No. Oh, okay. Because I remember nothing about. So Bilbo gave it to him when they were in Rivendell and about to leave, and that's all I know is that it was passed down from Bilbo. So I was like, was there oh. some? Does it have like magical yes. enemy? It does. Powers that I don't know about. So <laughs> I think I guess that must be a Hobbit thing, and I assumed. I completely forgot if they mentioned that in Lord of the Rings or not. But yes, so Sting is a sword that Bilbo got in The Hobbit. I don't remember how, and I won't attempt to say, because it's been a long time since I read he it. He probably stole it. Probably stole is it. Is my guess. <laughs> given, how we, given how he came to own the ring. Yeah. He probably stole it he probably from did. a treasure. Don't, don't get mad at me, Twitter, if that's not the case, but... That's fine. They'll just get mad at me. Get mad at me, please. There you go. Not yeah, my wonderful guess. Thanks. But yeah, so it, when there are orcs nearby, it will glow blue, which is quite useful on a trip like this. I'll say. Why have they not had it out this entire time? I was about to say, because there have been no, yeah, there's definitely They had, they had like a close. Well, no, he did, oh gosh, uh, page flipping. When they were in uh, Lothlorien, when they were sitting at the top of the tree fort and none of them could sleep. Wasn't there a moment when they were Yeah, some orcs came and by. And Frodo kind of like pulls at his sword a little bit and it's blue and he's like, oh shoot. He oh, drew out Sting and it go. flashed and glittered like a blue flame and then slowly faded again and grew dull. Oh. fading sword, the feeling of immediate danger did not leave Frodo. Rather, it grew stronger. Oh. So it has, I mean, but that's a very subtle, this is a lot more obvious of Frodo or Aragorn Saying, I like, definitely did not even, yeah. yeah, I definitely did not even pick up on that right. the first time. Right. Yeah, flash and glittered like a blue flint. Yeah, definitely. I was probably just like, oh. Right, because it doesn't really stand The elf forest. The yeah, right, right. So, <laughs> I don't yes, know. Oh, I, I'm sure at magic. the time I was more I was more concerned. Oh my god, it's got to be Gollum, right? Because this mm-hmm. entire time, whenever they mention eyes or anyone watching them, I'm like, Gollum? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you? Is that you? <laughs> so... 
Okay, that's a wonderful explanation. Yes, for something I was yeah. very confused about Sorry, when I was it took reading until it. The last I was like, no, I was like, uh, I was like, what? When? Since when has it been a magical sword? Sorry. Wait, I'm confused. Does Sting have magical? I'm confused. Should have mentioned oh earlier. Anyway, it also makes for a great. Come on, Tolkien. Great cinematography to have Elijah Wood pull out his cool, blowing, blue, glowing sword. Hmm. Now I'm just picturing um. Him with a blue lightsaber. Would be much more useful. <laughs> than his tiny little, like, butter knife. <laughs> like, glow-in-the-dark blue butter knife. Was, oh, man. So, what is my next time? I also, like, just did not take a lot of notes for this because... Not what happened. Well, we'll get to that in a second. So... Oh, then the next passage starts with the day came like fire and smoke. And I wrote, what does that mean? Nothing good. <laughs> it came like fire and smoke. I was like, so does that mean it's, it's, I don't know. I, I didn't, I just, I was like, okay, Tolkien, that's cool language. But like, I'm trying to imagine what that actually means for like, the sun is rising, but mm-hmm. also everything is smoking. I don't know. Right. I didn't get it. There's a line in the movie that I don't know if it's in the books or not, but Legolas is like running through the mountains and the sun's coming up behind him and he turns and very dramatically goes, a red sun rises, blood has been spilt this night. And every time I see a sunrise, I'm like, part of me is like really dramatic and thinks of that line, but then also it's like, no, it's not. That's not what that means. I cannot wait for that moment (laughs) because that's like the image of Legolas. The image of Legolas just running <laughs> with the sun running. And I'm also imagining him Naruto running, too, with his arms behind. <laughs> <bonnet. laughs> oh, my God, that'd be great. Anyhow, so apparently the day came like fire and smoke. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that means? <laughs> and Aragorn gathers everyone together and says, it's a very, like, ominous... I use that phrase a lot, but a lot of this series is ominous. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The day of choice, which we have long delayed, what shall now become of our company that has traveled so far in fellowship? Shall we turn west with Boromir and go to the wars of Gondor, or turn east to the fear and shadow? Or shall we break our fellowship and go this way and that as each may choose? And given the name of the chapter, I'm assuming it's it's the, the latter. They break the fellowship and mm-hmm. go this way and that. And then Aragorn turns to Frodo and, like many other times throughout the rest of this book, says, I fear the burden is laid upon you. (laughs) So Frodo has to be the one to decide what to do. And I just, I'm like, I really do not. I mean, like, I know what decision Frodo is going to make. At least, like, I wasn't, I kind of forgot. I knew in the movie that the movie ends with just him and Sam, but I kind of forgot about that as I was reading this. So I was pretty certain that he wasn't, that he at least wasn't going to go with Boromir. Mm aside from that I was just like Aragorn please just make the decision for him like like I'm sure he'll end up making a decision fine but like it's Frodo can you please (laughs) just and also at this point he's been like touched and corrupted by darkness and Mm -hmm. evil and the ring and stuff so I feel like he really should not be the decision maker of this group do you not do Uh, not think Frodo is trustworthy at this point i mean it's not that i don't think he's trustworthy i think it's just that he doesn't have the best hindsight or perspective to make the right call Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that when we get to the end of this chapter but i think he's too i think he's too close to the matter Mm -hmm. to make a decision that's that's for 
the betterment of humanity. Yeah. That makes if sense. That makes That's sense. fair. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. So Aragorn says, it's all on you, bud. <laughs> and Frodo says, I can't make this decision right now in right. typical me fashion. Same, right. <laughs> and, and it's like, I'm going to go sit by myself and think for a bit. I'll be back in an hour. And then it notes... So Frodo gets up and walks away, and then it says, Sam saw that while the others restrained themselves and did not stare at him, the eyes of Boromir followed Frodo intently. Mm. And I think it was at this point where I might have just gone, like, when I was reading it, um, I might have gone, like, uh, I don't like this. This isn't good. Uh, uh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. And mostly also just, yeah, I wrote eyes of Boromir following Frodo. Oh, no. And then I put Frodo off by himself. I'm concerned. <laughs> so Which, for somebody that is really crucial to this whole thing, for them to just be like, oh, yeah, yes, you go off by yourself. The woods are full of orcs. Go take a Yeah, I'm like, sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. And like, I can't believe that I, they didn't at least say like, Sam, go with him. Yeah, somebody. Or that Sam didn't even follow him without being told mm. like he does most of the time anyway. Right, right. So, yes. yeah, I was just like, this is not a good decision. So Frodo sits there, sits by the river and thinks for a little bit. And then it says, suddenly he awoke from his thoughts. A strange feeling came to him that something was behind him. The unfriendly eyes were upon him. Mm. And I think this is a point where I'm going to insert whatever I said at the moment. Because I just remember being like, no, this isn't good. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, mm, no, mm, no, mm, no. Okay, there we go. All right. Mm, Bormir? And I think at this point I was like, oh, it's Gollum, right? Gollum right. is going to show up and like eat him. Because that's a very, it, it would make, it would have made sense at yeah, this point. Like we've been building to that. We know that Gollum's following, following them. them. Yeah, yeah. So I 100% thought, and also like, once again, talking, whenever they, ref, whenever they talk about Gollum following them mm -hmm. up until now, it's always in reference to like, he felt something watching him mm -hmm. or he saw, eye, saw felt eyes, eyes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, Gollum is there. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't know exactly what Gollum can do, but I know that he isn't great because of some comments that I made on episodes before <laughs> and then based on like the reactions of my guests, I'm like, okay, so I guess Gollum is dangerous. So I don't know exactly what Gollum can do. Yep. So right now in my mind, he's just like Pennywise the clown and he can just like eat people. <laughs> You're not too far off. Okay, cool. <laughs> he can just, yeah. So I was just like, okay, well, this is it. Frodo's going to get eaten by Gollum. Frodo's going to get eaten by Gollum. That's yep. how the fellowship breaks everyone. Frodo yeah. Dies Frodo gets eaten by Gollum. That's it. But luckily for Frodo, or maybe unluckily, who knows, we'll decide. It's just Boromir. Just just Boromir. Boromir the I like worst. the line. This is like jumping ahead a little bit, but yes. it says something about like how Boromir was like many times his size and strength. Yeah, that's just kind of a good little note because I feel like, that, like it's easy to read this and forget. Like, it's like oh, Frodo's hey, like freaking three feet tall. And yeah, Boromir's this like it's like warrior. this is a grown man yeah. against a child. Right, right. Who will win? Have it's you seen those kinda... memes of like who would win? Uh, like. 13,000 people in mid-century Europe or a rat. <laughs> a rat with um, whatever germ, the bubonic plague, plague. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's just a good little, like, Tolkien's an excellent writer, and it's a good little visual reminder. Surprise! Like, oh, yeah. He can, like, he can definitely right kill now. Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> so, Boromir is there, 
I wasn't really thinking like, oh, Boromir's going to go and confront Frodo. But like, as it started happening, I was like, this does not surprise me at all. Oh, jeez, Boromir. Are you going to ruin it? Boromir's basically like, what can I say to convince you to come with me? Frodo just starts off with, I do not think that any speech will help me, for I know what I should do, but I am afraid of doing it, Boromir. Afraid. Which is also like... Very brave of Frodo at the same time to be like, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Which he kind of rightly should be. I think so too. Especially if they're going to be losing part of their group mm-hmm. going to Mordor. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure Frodo's like, well, at the very least, we're probably losing Boromir. Yeah. And and who knows what Legolas... And Frodo has no idea what Legolas and Gimli would be doing. Mm-hmm. But he's probably like, well, I know that Aragorn and Sam and Merry and Pippin would follow me. But mm-hmm. I mean... We all know Sam and Mary and Pippin are about as helpful as a bag of potatoes. So. Sam gets more helpful, and so do the others, eventually. We'll, we'll talk more about Sam's usefulness in a bit. Listen, look at how much my dude has grown in four pages. Has, I will give him that. He's got like a thousand more. I will give him that. He's still not my favorite. That's fine. And I have That's to fine. say, I really, I understand why people love... Pippin so much, and it's only now that Gandalf isn't here to roast Pippin that right. I'm like, I miss Gandalf. It's true. Because we do not have nearly as many great Pippin moments, so. It's true. Which is also just a sign of the times that, you know, we don't have time for, like, <laughs> Gandalf sass. Now. There's no more time to make fun of him, whatever. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, then I wrote down Boromir, comma, I'm really not liking this. <laughs> Neither I just, as I kept, like, as I was reading this section, I was just getting more and more uneasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like this. I really don't like this. Yes. So then, then Frodo says, I think I already know what counsel you would give Boromir. And at this point, Frodo, Fro- oh, Frodo also, so when, let's see, he also says, like, he's talking about, like, having to choose between, like, Basically, it's come down to choosing what is right and what is easy. Mm. And that's also, I think that's a very common trope in fantasy in general. And then I also know specifically that it's a Dumbledore quote, Mm -hmm. at least in one of the movies it is. But um, it might be also in the Goblet of Fire book. I can't remember. But like there comes a time when we all must choose between what is right and what is easy. Mm -hmm. And Frodo knows what he has to choose. And he has to choose to go to Mordor to destroy the ring. But he knows the easier choices going to going with Boromir and kind of just delaying the inevitable Mm -hmm. if they go to Minas Tirith. Okay, so here's, so, okay, side note. Here's my question. They keep talking about, oh, we have to part ways, we have to part ways, because Boromir wants to go to Minas Tirith, Mm -hmm. but Mordor is over this way. Minas Tirith is literally right freaking next to Mordor. Here's Minas Tirith. Uh Uh-huh. And here is Mordor. Minas Tirith is on the way to Mordor. Why can they not do both? Is that just not the way that they want to go into, because at this point in the book also... They haven't talked about how they're going to get into Mordor or where in Mordor they're going. Right, right. Um, All we know is Mordor. I anticipate, I don't actually know the answer to this, but Gondor is at war right now. And there's a lot of sieging and storming of, you know, castles. And I anticipate they would not want Frodo mixed up in that. Like, out of safety and also just the potential to lose the ring or have somebody steal it from him. 
in Boromir fashion. That's the answer that I would give. Okay. But I don't know. Because they just always, I, I just really hate when they reference like, oh yeah, we're going to Gondor. It's like Gondor is an entire land. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Europe. It's like when people from, it's like when people who are not from the US are like, oh, where, you, where do you live? And you just say the United States. But then when you are from the United States, you say, like, I'm from Virginia. Because mm-hmm. we all know specific. Because the United States is huge. Large, yes. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I need to share. I saw um, someone put a graphic, like, overlay of Middle Earth and the paths that Bilbo and then Frodo and Sam take. And mm-hmm. they overlaid it over the United States. Oh, wow. So you could see, like, exactly how far they go. Oh, that's so cool. And basically, I can't remember, but basically, like... Frodo and Sam ended up going, like, Mordor's in Florida, which is not oh, surprising well. <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'll have to share that at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe cool. that's what I'll share today. I don't know. That's a good plan. Uh, I just, fine. I have a reputation to maintain with my Lord of the Rings memes. I know, I saw somebody blowing up your ego with their, like, oh, wow, your social media is, like, the best I know, ever. and I'm like, do you understand how dangerous this is? <laughs> also, I'm just, like... I I really am, like, I'm not trying to, like, brag or whatever, but, like, this is kind of sort of what I studied, and this is, social media is also, like, your profession. what I do for my, yeah, my day right. job. It's what I get paid for. So if I wasn't good at it, I would be, like, it would just be very sad. That's true. You know, I would just be living a very sad life of, just like, oh, look at that girl who spent, you know, $100,000 <laughs> on an education that didn't educate her anything, and then... Got that good Christopher Newport education. <laughs> yeah. They taught you well. Yeah. Yeah, crunch those chips. I brought the most obnoxious snack, everyone. <laughs> I don't care. I'm hungry. Actually, I'm not hungry, but if you put anything... Because these are the garlic parmesan ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you put garlic parmesan anything next to me, it's going in my mouth. Absolutely. <laughs> and this, this is from the bachelorette party. And my friend was like, oh, take snacks home with you. And I did that like polite, like... Are you sure? Like while I'm reaching for the <laughs> like, what? Chips. it's already like in my bag. <laughs> Let's see what. What is Frodo doing? Yeah, Frodo is sitting by the river, being accosted by Boromir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, this entire time I was just so uneasy, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't like this at all. And it very much like his tone shifts really quickly a lot oh, in here too, which is also he very gets unsettling. Very creepy. He gets really creepy. He for a little bit. The line I'm looking at, uh, Frodo looks up, says his heart went suddenly cold, and he caught a strange gleam in Boromir's eyes. Mm -hmm. And then Boromir says, as you wish, I care not. He's trying to kind of brush it off really Really? badly. What? I don't care about this. What are you talking about? And dives into this, like, diatribe about what he would do with the ring. And, like, it's a very creepy passage. Oh, he's so creepy. He's so creepy. She brought some hugs. I was just thinking today, I was like, I need next time I go to the grocery store, I need to get hummus. I love hummus. Yeah. Hummus would be great. Anywho. You know who doesn't have hummus? Frodo. Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> this whole um, scene would have been so different. I know. So, just hangry. Man, poor. So, <laughs> look, uh, that just reminds me of a lot of, in today's search for a meme to post on the Instagram today, I came across a lot of great John Mulaney one-liners that apply directly to Boromir. And I'm definitely going to post one of them, but my favorite one so far is you have the moral backbone of a chocolate eclair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, so, um, what a national treasure. (laughs) 
the immortal. So yeah, Boromir is just getting creepier and creepier as the as this conversation goes on. Yep. And then eventually he said they're talking about what Frodo is saying. No, I'm basically saying like I can't go with you to Minas Tirith. We're gonna have to go to Mordor because of the ring. And Boromir says, Ah, the ring. Is it not a strange fate that we should suffer so much fear and doubt? For so small a thing. And it was at this point that I was like, oh no, Boromir, not this again. (laughs) I was like, you're not on this still. Boromir, not this again. And then um, Boromir says, for you seem ever to think only of its power in the hands of the enemy. Of its evil uses, not of its good. The world is changing, you say. Menace Tirith will fall if the ring lasts. But why? Certainly, if the ring were with the enemy. But why, if it were us? And then Frodo is everyone else when he responds. <laughs> Were you not at the council? <laughs> of its evil uses, not of its good. The world is changing, you say, minus two will fall if the ring lasts. But why? Certainly, if the ring were with the enemy. But why, if it were with us? Were you not at the council? Answered Frodo, because we cannot use it. Were you listening? Did I stutter? And then, yeah, basically. And then um, this is where another John Mulaney <laughs> quote applies here. And it's John Mulaney going, it's something like, oh, you get out of here with your facts. <laughs> um, and then Boromir says, Gandalf, Elrond, all these folk have taught you to say so. For themselves, they may be right. These elves and half-elves and wizards, they would come to grief, perhaps. Yet often I doubt if they are wise and not merely timid. I'm like, them fighting words, Dormir. Like, you're, like, literally Gandalf and Elrond are... They're, they're like, the most credible sources. If right. They, like, if they say the ring is not good, mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe them. And please. also, like, how condescending to Frodo, who has literally been chased for the whole first half of this book by ring race, mm-hmm. that are specifically after the ring. The ring. And to have, yeah, and to have. to be like, oh, no, like, it's fine. You're just letting them, like, get- fake news. Yeah. Like. <laughs> literally. Literally. Oh, my. <laughs> Boromir would 100% be a climate change denier. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know it's it. It's big pharma. Oh, well, I said earlier that um, Goldberry and Tom Bombadil would be oh, anti-vaxxers, yeah. They can, so... They can form a group. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Except no, Boromir, they would hate Boromir. Boromir would 100% be... I don't know if he's so much an anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. as a climate change denier. Absolutely, yeah. He's literally... I mean, it's just, like I said, the, oh, you get out of here with, with your, your facts. facts. <laughs> like... Like, the two most credible, knowledgeable, powerful mm-hmm. people that we have met thus far, I believe, yeah. uh, have said, the ring is not good, yep. let's not use the ring. Yep. And, and and Boromir's like, what do they know? Right, <laughs> Only right. El- like Us true-hearted men. What does is, what is Elrond know? Only an eternity of knowledge. <laughs> he says, true-hearted men, they will not be corrupted. He says, while he's actively being, being corrupted. corrupted. Oh my gosh, yes. Um... Also, this is kind of confirming a bit of my theory from the previous episode that the ring has kind of like almost like a a, a bubble around it mm. of like people who are near it can be affected by it even if they're not wearing it or or um, carrying it like yeah, Frodo is, um, like the locket Horcrux does in Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just like pointing out the moments when I'm right, so because <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong a lot of the times. <laughs> oh, also, at one point, 
I was very convinced during this speech that, hang in there with me for a bit. <laughs> I was very convinced that Gollum had killed Boromir and then was wearing his skin Are like you a like legitimate? a suit. What? <laughs> I was like, Gollum has killed Boromir How and has do you taken think over. Gollum is well, no, I mean not like literally wearing <laughs> it. I was like, it's so. I was like, this is some Loki trickster magic. Oh, okay. And yeah. Gollum is has taken out Boromir and is now impersonating Boromir and is trying to get the ring from Frodo. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Nagini wears the body suit of, what's her name, Bethilda Bagshot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, mm-hmm. comes out of the skin suit. <laughs> I know, in the creepiest <laughs> suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you, um, you were really... Were you really pulling for Boromir then? That you just did not want him? No, it wasn't even that. I I was mostly like Boromir's being so erratic Mm -hmm. and angry and irrational at this Mm -hmm. point that I was like, oh, there there's no way this could be Bor this could actually be Boromir. Yeah, because Boromir Boromir's stupid, but he's not this stupid. Turns out he is this stupid. stupid. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to find the like quote where I was like, oh my god, this is it. Oh, oh, it says, yeah. Frodo looked up. His heart went suddenly cold. He caught the strange gleam in Boromir's eyes, yet his face was still kind and friendly. So, again, the the eyes mm-hmm. language was throwing me off. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, obviously, Gollum has taken over, possessed Boromir, <laughs> and is trying to get the ring from Frodo. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then he's going to eat him. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. Again, I think that's a moment. I'll insert a clip here if I screamed about that while I was reading it. (laughs) All these folks have taught you to say so. For themselves, they may be right. These elves... This is some kind of Loki trickster thing. Was Boromir Gollum? Did Gollum kill Boromir a long, long time ago and has just been pretending to be Boromir for a long time and... Now he's swooping in for the kill. These elves and half-elves and wizards, they would come to grief, perhaps... Yet often I doubt if they are wise and not merely timid, but each to his own kind, true-hearted men, they will not be corrupted. We of Minas Tirith have been staunch through... We do not desire the power, only the strength to defend Boromir, you <laughs> idiot. Yeah, so basically Boromir's like, want a Gandalf and Elrond? No. Literally mm-hmm. everything. Only Literally. They only know everything. Yep, basically. Then he just kind of starts monologuing. Yeah. And then I thought, yeah, so I'm, I'm going through, I'm just reading through my notes again. Mm-hmm. I wrote, he's going to try to take the ring or something. Mm-hmm. And then my next note is, oh, Boromir, why? <laughs> <laughs> so it's at this point, yeah, that Boromir is really trying to convince Frodo to give him the ring because... Mm-hmm. In Boromir's mind, the way to solve this problem is they have the ring, they defeat all of the, they win all the wars and battles in Gondor mm-hmm. and win back the land and the throne and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they can go and destroy, like once they have command over the land, then they can go into Mordor, I guess, and destroy the ring mm-hmm. or whatever. Like he's got generally good <laughs> intentions. He's not taking yeah. it like, I'm going to be Middle Earth Hitler He wants to save his people, and he wants to, like, put things right. Yeah. It should, yeah, that's a a good point. I guess I understand. Ugh. He's blinded by the evil of the I understand that. It really, yeah, it it really is um, a matter of he, yeah, he's blinded by, or corrupted by the power. And all he can see is, like, is is imagining, like, what he could do with the ring and... Mm -hmm. 
Also, I mean, also kind of like going back to some of my thoughts on the previous chapter of how I'm sure he's being resentful at this point mm-hmm. towards Aragorn about like, oh, yeah. I would totally do a different plan mm-hmm. with this ring if it were me, if I were the leader. Mm-hmm. But Gandalf didn't put me in charge, so what does right. he know? Well, actually, also Gandalf did not put Aragorn in charge either. <laughs> nope. Aragorn, Aragorn didn't want Aragorn to be in Aragorn barely put Aragorn <laughs> right. in charge. <laughs> But Frodo put Aragorn in charge, let's be real. <laughs> kind of going back to Boromir being tempted by the ring, too. People do not give Frodo enough credit. And it's I heard somebody talking about Harry Potter, uh, that nobody ever, when you say, like, who's your favorite Harry Potter character? Nobody no one ever, ever says, says Harry. Harry. <laughs> and it's like, we kind of, like, you spend so much time with the main characters of these stories, you kind of, like, just get used to these incredible, miraculous feats that they're doing. And it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, Frodo has had this ring on his body mm-hmm. for months, at least. And he and slipped up a couple times, he's, sure. He's kind of, like, slipped it on his finger and felt a little angry sometimes, but, like... I mean, Wormir is haven't we all? Haven't we all put a piece of jewelry on <laughs> and then felt angry? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it is, like, it's changing people's personalities around him. Mm-hmm. And he's strong enough to, you know, hold back from that, which is impressive. Yeah, I kind of liken it to how, spoiler alert for Harry Potter, (laughs) I all of a sudden, like within the past couple weeks or months, had the realization that like, Harry's been a horcrux his entire life. Because a huge argument of Harry Potter, or an int- at least like an interesting like debate or essay topic or whatever, is like nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Like Harry literally grew up with a piece of pure evil inside of him his entire life, mm-hmm. and he grew up with in an abusive household and everything, and mm-hmm. he had all the makings and reasons to turn out to be an awful evil person, and he still wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that. Like, I don't know what it was, but in the past couple of weeks, I was just like, oh my god. Like, I all of a sudden realized, like, oh wow, Harry was a horcrux the entire time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he never, like, he had his, be- he had his moments. Right. Order, the, order the Phoenix. <laughs> he had his angsty moments. There's some teenage angst happening, too. But <laughs> the fact that he never, that he remained to his core, like, good, mm-hmm. the chosen one, mm-hmm. boy who lived Harry Potter. Right, right. Is, is a huge testament to his character, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Okay, Frodo, you win this time. Yes. And that's, I mean, it's going to happen throughout the rest of the trilogy, obviously, is mm. the ring is very evil. It encounters people. They do things. And people have to resist and it. Frodo just continues resisting it. Yeah. And it gets more and more impressive the longer it goes on, I think. And also, like, says a lot to, kind of going back to what Boromir was saying, where does he say? Oh, yeah. True-hearted men, they will not be corrupted. The mm-hmm. fact that, like, Boromir himself, in in his mind, who is a big, strong, burly, true-hearted man... Mm-hmm. Is being corrupted, and yep. then this, like, little tiny halfling mm-hmm. is, I mean, only kind of being corrupted by it. Very slowly. Just a, just a little bit. A little tiny bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so Boromir is just getting more and more erratic. Like I said, at this point, I was very convinced that he was secretly Gollum trying to eat Frodo. <laughs> um, and then at one point, I was like, okay, I guess it's not Gollum trying to eat Frodo. <laughs> Boromir, I love this. Why are you so unfriendly, said Boromir. I am a <laughs> true man. Neither a thief nor tracker. So at this point, I was like, oh, he's digging on Aragorn. He's How a- dare he? I am a true man, neither fee- thief nor tracker. What does that mean? Is he saying that Aragorn is not a true man? It's also, 
I'm a nice guy. He's <laughs> like, like, where do you talk? Boromir also. Boromir would 100% wear a fedora non-ironically. No, don't give me that image. I mean, mean, look, he no, would. No, he wouldn't. No, he would. he would not. Okay, I will tweet out a poll. Go vote on it now at Tolkien About Pod on Twitter. You know how would, you're supposed to vote. Would Boromir wear a fedora unironically? The answer is no. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then and then Boromir's like, fine, just give me the ring, and mm-hmm. basically jumps at Frodo. Oh, and the, yeah, no. At this point, I'm sorry. I I'm gonna correct myself. At this point, I'm still very convinced that Boromir is secretly Gollum. When did that go away? <laughs> because it says, let's see. Bor- so Boromir lunges at Frodo. And so suddenly he sprang over the stone and leapt at Frodo. His hair and pleasant face was hideously changed. Mm-hmm. A raging fire was in his eyes. So when it said hideously changed, a raging fire was in his eyes. I thought the next chapter, the next paragraph was going to go into like, suddenly like his skin was wrinkled and old mm-hmm. and his eyes were big and, and bug eyed and yellow. Mm-hmm. And, but, and then I was like, oh my God, it's going to slowly describe his transformation from Boromir to Gollum. I will again direct you backwards in the story. Oh, jeez. I don't, I'm not going to be able to find this one, I don't think, so I'll just describe sure, it. You but can. so. I'll eat some garlic parmesan. Eat some chips while I Pretzels. explain myself. So they, when they were in Rivendell after Frodo had recovered from his wound and everything, and he is reunited with Bilbo, there was a moment. <gasps> I'm going off of the I know movie, exactly what you're talking about. There's also in the book when he, like. Bilbo says to Frodo, like, oh, you remember that ring that I had? <laughs> remember I, that like, ring? Could I see it for a second? And I think Frodo says no, and Bilbo, like, just loses his mind and, like, lunges for it. And I think in the movie, at least, it's really scary because he, like, turns into, like, a goblin monster. But I think in the book, he is described to, like, his face changes and, like, he just becomes, like, he doesn't look like himself kind of thing. No, you're right. It's in, towards the end of the chapter, right before the Council of Elrond yeah. chapter. They're in, like, the elf hall doing, like, songs and dances mm-hmm. and stuff. And Bilbo's like, so, um, that ring, huh? What a weird ancient relic mm-hmm. is that, right? Mm-hmm. And then Frodo pulls it. He actually does pull it out to show him. Mm-hmm. And then Frodo looks up and sees... Bilbo is like an evil goblin man. Yep. So yep. <laughs> that's terrifying. Which do we want to assume is this a literal like they are actually being like transformed and looking like monstery or is this a like internal their hearts are just being turned and they're tempted by evil and it's kind of like a shadow passing over. Like is this symbolic or is this literal kind of thing? I think it's kind of both in the sense of when Frodo puts on the ring, mm-hmm. he can see like the dark realm or whatever it is, the evil realm mm-hmm. or the foggy realm. I don't know what the it's called. <laughs> the upside down. The upside down. Yeah, <laughs> he goes to the upside down. <laughs> um, so I guess it's kind of similar in that sense of like people who have been affected or touched by the ring mm-hmm. have been to the upside down yes, okay. and have, and in the upside down, they look different. Mm-hmm. And so I guess when you're a person who has been affected by the ring, looking at another person who has been affected by the ring, you see the other person as you would see them as if you were wearing the ring and you were in the upside down. I like how we're just referring That's, to this as the upside right. down. <laughs> that is way deeper than anything I could have come up with. So Lit! thank you. Nice. Yes. Well <laughs> I like it when I say things that my guests are like, wow, that actually That's sounded smart. Right? <laughs> I have no idea if it's true or not, but we'll go with it. 
Anywho, Boromir lunges at Frodo mm-hmm. and is like, well, I'll take the ring myself. I'll insert a clip here if I said anything. I don't remember what I said. Once again, it was probably just like, ah, Boromir. <laughs> oh, God, you're so dumb. This is why you die. Then, Frodo. I mean, he gets out of it, though, to his credit. <laughs> to his credit. Boromir's freaking three times his size. Fine. Fine. Frodo dodged aside and again put the stone between him. There was only one thing he could do. Trembling, he pulled out the ring upon its chain and quickly slipped it on its finger, even as Boromir sprang at him. And I believe this is when I said, Frodo, you dumb slut. (laughs) Frodo dodged aside and again put the stone between them. There was only one thing that he could do. Trembling, he pulled out the ring upon its chain and quickly slipped it on his finger, even as Boromir sprang at him again. Why? But it works! Because I was like, Gandalf literally told you one thing. And the one thing was, was don't one rule. put the ring on. You had one These, job. I think this counts as extraneous circumstances. Though. <sighs> like, a member of your company that's sworn to protect you is literally trying to, like, kill you for this ring. Oh, so then at one point... So yeah, so uh, Boromir's mad that he's disappeared and is now invisible. Mm-hmm. And then um, Boromir trips and falls on a stone... And it says, then catching his foot on a stone, he fell sprawling and lay upon his face. For a while, he was as still as if his own curse had struck him down. And for a second, I was like, that's how Boromir dies. <laughs> I was like, Boromir dies because he he hit his head on, he tripped and hit his head on a rock. Like how Rick push, like, pushes Terry ugh. in the episode of Degrassi. And she, it, it's a very dramatic moment. Oh, it seems like it. Sign it. For people who don't watch Degrassi, Rick is the one who shoots Drake's character that ends him up in a wheelchair for the rest of the series. And it, the show. It's a great show. Oh. It's all free on YouTube. Oh. And I honestly, I haven't, I'm not even ever going to bring this up to Tyler and Ethan, but I low-key really want to start a podcast about Degrassi after I finish <laughs> <laughs> this. because Not because it's at all related to Lord of the Rings, but because Degrassi is the most dramatic. <laughs> it is the most dramatic show ever. And I, I love it. It's just, it's it's a teen Canadian soap opera that's also wow. an after school special. Yep, yep, that yep. sounds like something. I love it. Anyhow, but th- there's an episode where the school shooter, before he's a school shooter, he's a domestic abuser. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. Cool. <laughs> and he's cool. in a relationship. He's in a relationship with a girl named Terry. They did Terry a dirty in this show. And he's like, no, I love you. Don't walk away. And Terry's like, Rick, you're hurting me. And then he pushes her and she falls back and hits her head on a rock. And then she goes into a coma. And then she supposedly transfers to another school and you never see of her again. Mm. So (laughs) it happens a lot on that show. There was one girl that went to Africa and then you just never heard from her again. She got eaten by lions. Well, no, what's funny is that there's another character on the show who is that character's sister. Mm -hmm. And so every now and then they bring her and they're like, oh, yeah, Darcy, like that time on that ski trip with Darcy and dad, it was so fun. And I'm like... Are we really just going to ignore the fact that she's still in Africa after all these years? Skiing. (laughs) Skiing in Africa. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. So for a minute there, I I was like, Boromir dies because he hits his head on a rock. What the heck? And then I was like, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I mean, if if there's a way for Boromir to go out at this point, it's by tripping and hitting his head on a rock. So I don't think it's a spoiler to say it's a little better than that. Not. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> well, I think anything, I think any death would be better than that. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. No, it's well. So uh, while I was getting ready to be on this episode, I found a blog about Lord of the Rings. That oh, that's I right. You were talking about that. Link my sources somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, share it with can, me, and I'll listeners. I'll put the blog post in the show notes. Unless it sucks. Okay, I won't do it unless it sucks. <laughs> Uh, but what I read, it was really interesting. Uh, the blogger said, this is a good comparison between Boromir and Galadriel, who are both tempted by the ring through Frodo and have vastly different responses. This is true. Which is Galadriel has the correct response. She has the correct response. But it's like, I don't know, it's very easy, I feel like, when you're reading these books to be like, oh, Boromir sucks. Like, oh, Boromir's the bad guy. He's weak. Like, Galadriel's awesome. All these other people. You're literally on. saying the opinions that I have so far. But like, <laughs> I'm I mean, sure a lot it's that more. Goes into it. Look, I will say all of this. Oh, Boromir is the worst. <laughs> like all of this is all in good fun, and I'm sure there's a lot more nuance to his character at this point in the series. There is zero nuance to his character. He will get deeper. Uh, we'll I see promise. About that. He will. He will. But yeah, it's just a little. Little nugget to keep in the back of your head, like how different people respond to the to the ring. Yeah, of the ring this is true. How people um, in general respond. Also, to like how Boromir has like low key been envious and kind of resentful towards Aragorn mm-hmm. is also a testament to. It shows the great difference in their characters that Boromir has been affected by the ring by not even. But just by proximity, mm-hmm. whereas Aragorn has been with the ring for much longer. Much longer yeah. And also literally closer to the ring, mm-hmm. just thinking about like Boromir and Frodo have been in different boats the whole time. Yeah. So the fact that Aragorn hasn't been so that corrupted. Proximity, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that Aragorn hasn't been affected by it, but mm-hmm. Boromir has, mm-hmm. definitely says a lot about That's the character true. of or- Aragorn. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. And um, that's also, I just forgot until just now. Yes. Uh, is important for Aragorn too because he is Isildur's heir. Um and Isildur, I think you know this. Is he the one that got his hand chopped off? He did get then, his hand chopped. No, he chopped off. He chopped Sauron's off the hand, hand and took the ring. And took okay. And And then did did he lose the ring at some point? He I don't think this is a spoiler. I'm just going to say it anyway. Say I think it. it's fine. He had the opportunity to destroy the ring. And he chose not to. Oh, so snap. it's called it's Isildur's bane is the ring because it's like he had the chance to end this like horrible evil and he didn't. And then at some point he lost mm-hmm. literal control over the ring because yep. some at some point it got into the hands lost. of other people. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, yeah. well, that's so it's pretty very important to Aragorn's literal life story. Yeah. Ooh. Mm -hmm. That's great context to have. Yes. So (laughs) I'm just reading my notes again. Yeah. So I wrote, oh, Boromir, why? Then my next note, why Frodo? Literally, stop that. And Frodo runs away with the ring on. Mm -hmm. And he kind of is just like stumbling away because also at this point, like we were talking about, he's in the upside down now. Yes. Um, Because he has the ring on. Mm -hmm. He comes to the seat of seeing on Am- Amon-Hin, the hill of the eye of the men of Numenor. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing everything basically with like an evil filter over it, like right. an Instagram filter right. for <laughs> Halloween where you like, you swipe left and suddenly like there's crows everywhere and mm-hmm. it's black and white. Spiders crawling a- on your screen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And it says, 
But everywhere he looked, he saw the signs of war. The misty mountains were crawling like anthills. Orcs were issuing out of a thousand holes. Under the bows of Mirkwood, there was deadly strife of elves and men and fell beasts. The land of the... What? Sorry, <laughs> the land of the Bjornings? Oh, sure, yep. Bjorn, Bjorn, but a Bjorn is the thing you put a baby in to strap it to your body. <laughs> Side note, um, a great costume is Jason Bjorn. And this was on the most this is on the most recent Halloween episode of Bob's Burgers. Louise always goes as these great costumes. And the one she was in the one she was in the most recent episode, um what she was Jason Bjorn. <laughs> and so she dressed like Jason Bjorn and then wore an empty baby Bjorn. Wait, that's so great. Anyway, the land of the Bjornings <laughs> was aflame. A cloud was over Moria. Smoke rose on the borders of Lorien. So yeah, basically there's an evil filter over the world. And I feel like in your last episode or at some point you've mentioned like we talk a lot about like the ring so powerful and evil, but like what does it actually do? And I feel like this kind of gives you a little bit of a sense, like, he's seeing everything. He's seeing America laid out before him and, like, yeah. everything that's going on. Like, it's I think kind of it's... a little bit of, like, the power that the ring has. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it probably, it's it's showing, mm-hmm. I think, what could be. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the very possible future of, yeah. like, this is what it's going to look like mm-hmm. if you don't destroy, if, if the ring, if Sauron has his way with the ring. Well, I don't think, like, kind of, but it's also the ring showing him this, so I don't think the ring would be like, oh yeah, I don't think, yeah, hey, I don't destroy think me, kill it's me, like, <laughs> like, look, I'm gonna do this, like, there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. I think that, thing. yeah, exactly. And then darkness lay there under the sun, fire glowed amid the smoke, Mount Doom was burning, and a great reek rising. Then at last his gaze was held, wall upon wall, battlement, battlement upon battlement, black, immeasurably strong, mountain of this is a lot of descriptive it's Many language. adjectives, yeah. yes. <laughs> mountain of iron, gate of steel, tower of adamant, he saw it. Barad Dor, fortress of Sauron. All hope left him. And then Frodo has a little inner battle with himself and he mm-hmm. takes the eventually takes the ring off. <sighs> then Frodo's thinking about what to do, and he says I will do now what I must. This is at least as this at least is plain. The evil of the ring is already at work, even in the company, and the ring must leave them before it does more harm. Mm. I will go alone. And then I wrote down, Frodo, no, this is dumb. Frodo, you dumb slut. <laughs> Why? Uh, what are you going to do? You're not going to be able to do anything. I I don't care. It's like when Harry Potter is, well, is like no, I'm not go a stupid like I don't want to I don't want to put my friends in danger. Blah, no, blah, that's blah. what Harry did in in like the beginning. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like Sorry, Frodo, gnats everywhere in this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like Frodo, I feel like he's more afraid. Like everybody's gonna be corrupted around me. They're all gonna turn into psychopath Boromir over here. I just don't. That's want, true. We don't want a fellowship full of Boromirs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a nightmare. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, it's it's noble in that sense, but it's also not the stupid, like, typical YA hero, like, I have to be cool. I will, like, th- no, like, this is my burden. This is my be- burden. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I get that. I don't want these people turning on me. I care about them. I'm going to go and do this impossible task myself. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's dumb. I mean, it is, I'm like, yes. Fro- I'm like, Frodo, you could barely survive when it was, like, you... Pippin and Sam mm-hmm. in the very beginning. But is Pippin really worth much? 
I mean, yes. But I mean, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, he could barely survive with the help of two other hobbits. So yeah. how is he going to do this by himself? It's true. Anyway. Yeah. So then we jump cut back to the gang. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting around wondering what, wondering what Frodo will do. And Aragorn, yeah, so they're just talking about, oh, I wonder what he'll do, which I can't believe they're even like, oh, I wonder what he will do. Like, to me, it seems very obvious that right. he's at, le- at the very least not going to go to Gondor. Also, does anybody so. but Boromir think it's a good idea to go to Gondor? Well, like because this- Legolas and Gimli say, oh, I'd rather go to Gondor. Or I'd rather go to Minas Tirith. Yeah, because there's like war um, happening there. They're like, oh, we want to go help, help the war that. Yeah. So... Gimli and Legolas are in the camp of like, yeah, I think we should do that. But they at least have the the opinion and, and I don't know, hindsight or whatever to go like, but if Frodo says that he's going to go to Mordor, we'll go with you. Yeah. So that's what they already agreed to. Yeah. Because they do not have the moral backbones of a chocolate eclair. <laughs> unlike someone else. Nice croissants. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, yeah, what are the, what are the fellowship? Just like... <laughs> Pastries. What are the fellowships and Oh pastries? my gosh, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> Sam's a cream puff. <laughs> Sam's a cream puff. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's totally a cream puff. Oh my god, okay. In my mind, Aragorn is a, is a nice cake donut. I appreciate a good Dark cake chocolate. donut. Yeah, chocolate mm-hmm. cake donut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't actually have to do that. Boromir's has gone bad. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, yeah, Boromir's a stale chocolate eclair. Yeah. And then the, hob- the hobbits, I feel like, are donut holes. <laughs> they're not complete donuts. They're just the, they're just little donuts. <laughs> the Munchkins. Uh, and Michael, this is he's Lambus. Lambus. There you there go. There we go. <laughs> Gimli is a uh, hard tack. He's what? He's hard tack. He's the like civil war bread that like breaks your teeth. Oh, yeah. oh, he's a sc- he's like a like a a, a scone, like a really but, crappy scone, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one that you made like five months ago yep. that your that your wife mailed to you. <laughs> oh my god! So anyway, stay tuned for more. Sam, what are the fellowship as? Sam is a cream puff. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. I love Sam. He gets... I think that's my favorite quote so far of this entire podcast series. <gasps> yes! <laughs> I win! Anywho. Yeah, so they're wondering all what um, what to do and, like, talking about what they would personally do. Mm-hmm. And Aragorn says... Oh, yeah. So he's talking about... Um, Aragorn says, like, oh, if Frodo decides to go east, it's not... It, we shouldn't all go with him. Mm-hmm. Like, that. it's not worth it for all of us to go with him. Mm-hmm. That venture is desperate, as much so for eight as for three or two or one alone. If you would let me choose, then I would appoint three com- three companions. Sam, who could not bear it otherwise, and Gimli and myself. Boromir will return to his own city where his father and his people need him. And with him, the others should go. Or at least Meriadoc and Peregrine if Legolas is not willing to leave us. And it's at this point that I'm like, Mary is a, has a full name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mary Adoc. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? And Peregrine Took. I knew that he was Peregrine Took. But also, but... Aragorn, this is like the first time he steps up in like chapters. Yeah, so... You're like, you can't, you're, A, you're splitting up the bros. Like, Legolas and Gimli are tight now. You can't just do this that. This is true. And you can't, like, obviously the hobbits are not going to want to be split up like that. You can't just be like, all right, we're going to ship Merry and Pippin off back to the Shire because they're not important enough. Yeah. I just, I don't, 
I see his logic, but I do not like this plan. It's funny you say that because I wrote, I wrote down, seems like a pretty solid plan to me. <laughs> okay, fair. Of like, let's split up. You guys go I to mean, Gondor. Those are like the most we'll go to Mordor. Members of the company. Personally, honestly. I think I'll I'll insert another recording here. I mean, I think this is a pretty solid plan. Personally, I'd rather take Legolas than Sam, but fine. But I think I was thinking out loud of like, oh, this is how I would split it up. And I think it said something like, I mean, obviously, instead of Sam, I would rather put Mary. Legolas and Gimli. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was like, um, why don't Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli and Frodo go yeah. to Mordor and then... Sam and sense. the rest of the Hobbs can go to Gondor. Man, that would have been wild. What if that's how it happened? What if it was Frodo and Aragorn and I feel like the Legolas series would be a lot shorter. It would be so much shorter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be, be a lot shorter. Ballin'. I mean, I know Sam would put up a fight, but but like you could go off and do noble things with other people. I was gonna say it's There's... for the betterment of the entire like Middle Earth. No, it's, so you just you hold your tongue. Yeah, and like you said, like, this is literally the first time Aragorn has been like, here's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> As team leader. Right. Here's an idea of He's what we He's big on delegating. Do. Then um, Pippin, <laughs> they're kind of thinking more, they're trying to think more like Frodo would think. Mm-hmm. And Pippin says, like, um, Pippin says, and he doesn't like to ask anyone to go with him, poor old fellow. Imagine it, going off to Mordor alone. <laughs> Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Pippin does this a lot throughout this book, at least. But, like, mm. he'll say something kind of, like, jokingly or ironically. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, that is the literal meaning of irony. Is when you as the mm. reader know something mm. that the characters in the book it's don't dramatic know. dramatic irony. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, that happens a lot with Tol- I've noticed that, like, Tolkien gives Pippin those mm. ironic lines of, mm. like, can you imagine that? Frodo going off by himself? Psh, that's crazy talk. <laughs> And then it's like cut to, it's like, meanwhile, Frodo is already in a rowboat halfway across the Great River. By himself. And it's at this point that they're like, Boromir, what do you think of this? And then they're like, oh crap, where's Boromir? This isn't good. Uh, And then Boromir kind of stumbles back to the group and they're like, what happened? Boromir's like, nothing good. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. I've made made a huge mistake. (laughs) And they realize it's been a very long time since Frodo said he would be back. So they all go away. And they Sam... all kind of panicked and panic and scatter. Yeah. It's not an organized, like, let's go. Oh, yeah. They're Frodo. like, you guys, they're like, they're like, Aragorn's literally up. like grabbing after them, like, nope, nope, no, no. <laughs> um, and uh, Sam goes with Aragorn and eventually falls behind. And Sam is finally like, okay, stop. Think with your brain, you have it. Mm-hmm. And he starts thinking like Frodo and he's like, well, Frodo couldn't possibly. It's not like he can fly anywhere and he can't really run. So, like, how is he going to get out of this land? Oh, mm-hmm. the boats. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the boats and that's where he sees... I'm trying to think. Does he... He's got the ring on. Oh, yeah. He's he still, still has the ring on. So the boat is just, like... Which also, you're like... It's just kind of funny. You can take it off, bud. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the boat is just kind of, like, floating off by itself now mm-hmm. at this point. And then Sam... This is what I was referring to earlier when I was like, we'll talk a little bit more later about Sam's usefulness. Because Sam is like... No, Frodo, let me come with you. And then he jumps into the water and promptly drowns. He's got a heart. <laughs> he well, can't so swim. I have much respect for Peter Jackson and just the way that he handles the end of the movie, The Fellowship, because it's he combines some other things and it's a lot more exciting. Yeah, I was good. I remember 
the end of the movie, yeah. a lot else, like a lot of other things are happening at the same. It's not just like, oh, everyone was scattered looking for exciting. Frodo. Yeah. yeah, there's other things going on at the time right. that distract them from Frodo leaving. Right. But this scene specifically, um, I don't think the line is in the book, but like Frodo, Sam jumps in the water and Frodo says something like, no, you can't swim. Like, Sam, go back. Like, I'm going, I'm going to Mordor. And Sam's like, I know you are and I'm coming with you. And it's just very like... Like, he's willing to put himself at risk because he cares about Frodo so much. It's not so much like he's a dork that just jumps in and is like, oh, whoops, can't swim, forgot about that. Like, he's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to follow this guy. Yeah, no, I get, him. I get that it, it is kind of like in his own way, Sam is, this is like Sam's version of a heroic act yeah. of him jumping in the water, regardless of whether or not he can swim, just because mm-hmm. he wants to get to Frodo. But for me, it was just a moment of like, really? Because now Frodo has to save Sam when Sam was the one who was trying to save Frodo from running off by himself. I don't know. That's fair. So then um, Frodo pulls him up and (laughs) and I don't know. So this made me laugh. So Frodo gets him and he says, of all the confounded nuisances, you are the worst, Sam. He said, and at first I thought he was saying, you are the worst, Sam. <laughs> and and then I reread it and it was like, oh, no, he's saying like, of all the confounded nuisances, you are the worst nuisance. Yeah. So he's um, kind of saying you're the worst. Yeah. So he kind of is saying you're the worst. But I was just like, I thought he was just straight up saying you are the worst. <laughs> and the fact that I've been calling Boromir the worst. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like Tolkien, he knows. He's ahead of his time. Yeah. Those memes. <laughs> anyway, and then Sam asks, if, if I hadn't guessed right, where would you be now? And Frodo says, safely on my way. <laughs> and uh, to me, I highlighted that just because to me, it sounds like, it's like, how can you even sleep at night? And it's like, on my side with the window cracked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where would you even be right now if I wasn't with you? I mean, I'd be safely on my way. Yep. So. My last it. notes are, yeah, so I'll read, I'll read the last chapter. Last I mean, one. the last paragraph. At length, they came again upon the southern slopes of Mon Law. There they found a shelving shore, and they drew the boat out high above the water and hid it well as they could behind a great boulder. Then shouldering their burdens, they set off, seeking a path that would bring them over the gray hills of the oh I'm ruining this now because I don't know how to say Iman Mool. Sure. And down into the land of shadow. The end. Question mark. Dun dun dun. <laughs> um my last two notes for this chapter are You are the worst, Sam. <laughs> whoa, 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 and, whoa. No, I think I wrote it down because of the quote. <laughs> you are like of all oh, the nuisances, oh. you are the worst. Yeah, I got you. And then I wrote down, that's it? That's it. So it's at this point that I'm like, I get why I get why Tolkien's like, it's not three books. Mm-hmm. It's one long book. Right, because it makes sense for you just because to Because this does not feel... Yeah. yeah, this does not at all feel like, oh, what a fun epic ending to mm-hmm. a book. Or like, oh, what a... I mean, like, it is a little bit of a cliffhanger, but it's not like... He doesn't... A great cliffhanger. He doesn't tell you... What, like, kind of bothered me rereading this was you don't know anything about what happens to the rest of the Fellowship. Like... It's not even like, oh, we've left them in peril. It's like, it's yeah, going to into the woods. Like, 
Sam as loyal as Sam is to Frodo, like they really Sam and Frodo really don't care about Mary and Pippin. (laughs) They're like, I mean, I guess they'll be fine. Right, right. Oh my gosh, yeah. So it's yeah, it's not it's not a very dramatic ending, but it's what we got. It's what that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, like honestly, the 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 ending of the chapter that ends book one Mm -hmm. in this book. Is so much more like dramatic and cool and cliffhanger. I'm like like, dying. I'm like, oh right, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, And then this chapter is like Sam and Frodo sail off into the sunset. Yep. The end. That's all. Question mark. To be continued. So I have a question, and I was going to ask it for your Q and A episode, but I think I'm going to ask it now. Okay. So how do you think the story ends? Like, given what you've got at this point. How do you think the entire, how do you think Return of the King ends? Sure. Um, well, obviously, Boromir's dead at some point. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> I don't know. Pull a Gandalf? <laughs> oh my god. I will be really mad if after all of this, like, oh, Boromir's dead, spoiler stuff, he doesn't actually die or he just comes back to life. Okay, so Return of the King. I'm mm-hmm. assuming the Return of the King is referring to Aragorn, to his rightful throne in, I don't know where, M- Minas Tirith, Gondor. Gondor. Gondor, sure. I think I know that at some point Gollum, like, manipulates Frodo or something, and Frodo is, like, momentarily taken over by the ring, mm-hmm. and then Sam is... No. Maybe, I don't know. I kind of just want your... Like, okay. I don't want you to think okay. I just want, like, all predictions. Right, right. Like, where I we are think... now, what you got. So, my prediction for, like, what would happen is that, like, Frodo is taken over by the ring, but then Sam saves them, and then they go and throw the ring in the fire, and woo, it's all it's all good. Mm-hmm. However, I think I have inferred from what people have said about Sam and memes and pictures and stuff mm-hmm. that Sam is the one to throw it into the fire because Frodo is like almost dying or whatever, and then he mm-hmm. goes and throws him into the volcano. Okay. I don't know. That's my prediction. Okay. I don't want it to be that because I would really <laughs> like for Sam to just not do anything. <laughs> oh, he's dead just in a ditch somewhere. He's just no, not dead in it. Just like, like I said, I would prefer for him to go off to Gondor mm-hmm. with the other hobbits, and then Gimli and Legolas and Aragorn go to Mordor with Frodo. I think that's a great story. <sighs> Tolkien, <laughs> Tolkien and his themes so much better. Themes of loyalty and friendship. How dare he? So, what about the rest of the Fellowship? What do you think happens to them? Well, Boromir dies. <laughs> We've established this. <laughs> um, hopefully, oh, um, I'm assuming maybe like Legolas returns to Lorien or Rivendell as a esteemed elf or whatever, and maybe takes on some new position of power. Gimli maybe becomes like the most famous dwarf ever, and then maybe Gimli and Legolas host like a Dwarf elf. I'm picturing like a, a fan. Like I'm picturing, yeah. Like I'm, I'm picturing um like a, a family reunion yes. type of thing yeah. where they have to do like three legged ra- race contests egg and egg tosses. <laughs> yeah, and and they have to do the thing where like they go and um they have to like balance on the log in the lake and yes, they have to like yeah. <laughs> um so the elves and dwarves have to do that. Cool, cool. <laughs> so they can they can. Bridge the divide. Sam builds a garden. Mary, I hope, is living his best life. Pippin, I don't really care. (laughs) Oh, shoot. No. Pippin is probably, I don't know, off at some pub or whatever. (laughs) 
Uh, whatever it was they mentioned, it was something like the green giant. No, that's the green giant. <laughs> that's the broccoli. That's the broccoli mascot. What do they call it? There's the, a, the green dragon. That's it. I was the look. I mean, I think green in terms of fa- I think in terms of the fantasy characters and and creatures, a giant and dragon not that far off. Excuse me. <laughs> Bill the pony has I was obviously. <laughs> Obviously returned to Sam. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're living happily. Bill the Pony has met Berta the Pony. <laughs> and now they have children. Got little baby ponies. Little baby Bill Juniors and, and Berta Juniors. Oh, well, that brings us to the end of this chapter. The end of this book. Whoa. That's insane. Listeners, be on the lookout this weekend, hopefully on Friday, for a little mini episode that I'll be doing where I'll be answering your questions and and giving my more of my predictions and theories and nonsense before we jump into two towers just cuz I feel like I, I need to like sort my thoughts out about like what happened in this book <laughs> and and what what is to come yeah that's it bethany what would you like to share with our audience can find me on twitter at bethany underscore pile that's pile with a y uh, and also, you can help make my dog go viral if you follow me <laughs> on Instagram at Pile of Gold. He's pretty cute. He's a dachshund. He's yeah. a Halloweeny. He's a Halloweeny. <laughs> that was the best. So our other oh, and also former guest on talking about as well, Kelsey Ripa. You tweeted that Caspian is like he's really afraid of Halloween decorations. Like he's he's real brave. Like he's into everything. His name is Caspian, so he's got to be real brave and cool. But, like, people that put, like, skeletons or, like, somebody had those, like, zombie witch things, like, sticking out of their ground. Mm -hmm. And, like, not even down by the sidewalk, but we were walking and he, like, stopped and looked and, like, the hair on the back of his, uh, like, neck rose up and he started, like, barking. It was like, whoa, this dog hates Halloween decorations. And then our friend, and Bethany tweeted about this and our friend Kelsey replied and said, he's a Halloweeny because he's a dachshund. And I groaned. I laughed. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, sick burn on a literal puppy. Yeah, he's just a baby. Oh my gosh. That's What I'm Talking About is a production of Bacon and Eggs. You can learn more about that by going to baconandeggs.media. The cover is by Vaishan Brandon. You can find me on Twitter at mcwatt416. You can find me on Instagram at mcturndownforwatt. You can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at talkingaboutpod. Make sure you're following Tolkien About on Twitter or Instagram, whatever your preferred medium is, because then, because every now and then I'll ask for questions. Uh, at the time that you're hearing this, I'll probably have already recorded for the mini-sode. You know, follow there so you can submit your questions and be... Also, there are some dank memes sometimes, yep. except for today. Today is the exception because I'm out of ideas. You had the, the SpongeBob GIF. I had the, I know, but I need a, I need a good. Get, in all honesty, I used that one meme of the like. There's the girl standing I above saw that the on other person. When I got here. Yeah, there's the one meme of the girl yelling at the other girl who's sitting on the couch, like under the blanket. <laughs> yeah, like hiding. And I, in all honesty, I used that one way too soon because it would be 
perfect for this chapter Mm -hmm. of like Boromir telling why Frodo or telling Frodo why he should take the ring and then Frodo (laughs) hiding on the couch. (laughs) That would have been perfect. That would have been a good one. Yeah. I'll probably either go with the you have the moral backbone of a chocolate eclair. You like that one? Or you get out of here with your facts. (laughs) I like that one more. (laughs) No, he is immortal. (laughs) Have you seen that? There's like a theory that John Mulaney is just like this ancient being that you know being... what I would believe that yeah there's I would also be- I would also <laughs> now I'm just imagining him as one of the elves yeah but he is he is still the exact same like he's still just John Mulaney and he, it's just like. <laughs> Just not classy or vague, just very blunt. Everyone's, like, they're showing everyone around Lorien, and they're like, oh, who's that elf over there? And it's like, yeah, that's John. He's, um, he's, a uh, he's not exactly like the rest of us. Uh, he's just over there pig. And then meanwhile, John Mulaney is like, have I told you my joke about the gazebo? <laughs> and everyone's like, yes, John. Yes, John. We're all immortal. We've heard <laughs> all of your jokes. And that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's it. Mother.